Welcome to Weeaboo Hell Kai. Season the second barrage slash raid slash. I think this is Weeaboo Hell Fumofu. Weeaboo Hell with two explanation part points instead of just the one explanation point. Weeaboo Hell Unlimited Venom works. Weeaboo Hell Anania. <laughs> oh man, fucking Netflix. <laughs> Gift to the world, really. I think at this point, Netflix, it's like a Rob Ford thing. It's like a rich crackhead. Yeah, no, I, I, would, I would not necessarily disagree with that. I just, often he said entertaining things, I think. Often he said entertaining things. I guess that's all it takes to become a fucking mayor of Toronto or other political positions of relevance at the time. At that time. At that time. Current guy's actually kind of relatively sober. A lot of book club people on the in the primary land. Okay. Except the strokey Uncle Joe. <laughs> Y'all are in for a treat because we're starting out season two with a gimmick episode. Get hype. Get hype. Oh, you thought you were getting a fresh review. Well, <laughs> nope, nope. We're digging shit back up because we're doing top and then bottom five of the last decade. Having ended the decade, <laughs> you know, because like that's what people are doing when their shows, their shows they're doing they're doing a top, you know, and they're, also they're, they're doing top number list. top and number list bottomless. Uh, if I wasn't afraid of him finding me, I would have totally ripped off the best worst blandest thing that Mister Crosshaw does. <laughs> he really still makes me smile. <laughs> I'll, antics I'll, I'll antics oh yeah i will i will occasionally come back to him and always be like pleased that he still has it it gives me hope for myself because i want to be doing things into my dotage long after i've said a number of things that should get me canceled we probably should be canceled for the i think it was the world war ii plane girls episode sorry ship girls let's not get this confused of girly air force they should be canceled but you know that's just my opinion it's none of my business I mean, uh, given the uh, parallel cultural ebbs and flows, I guess Japan will have a retro-canceling phase in about seven years. That's gonna be weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some people are not gonna be able to go outside. Or, or, or they're just gonna continue to not have that. <laughs> it's very possible. Into the next century. They just, it'll just continue to be Japan. Boldly, bravely. Boldly staying where they've always <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that, as good, humane people, yeah, we should do the best countdown first. We could do that, or we could do the worst countdown first. So, like, once once we exhaust all of our bands, if anyone wants to turn it off, they can. Because there's going right. to be a whole lot of gushing in the latter half of this episode, which is sometimes interesting, and op- but often not. I have an honest appraisal of how interesting my gushing is and sometimes it is but sometimes it's not i have a honest appraisal of my gushing too and up oh, up oh, i'm gonna do the heel oh, thing my do, gushing thing do the ego is great it's great welcome he's to wheel of El Kai. oh shit he did it he did the same thing he's always been doing that's right people dale 316 <laughs> this season's gonna be different we're not gonna get stale we're gonna change things up it was hard coming up with this one. I was going through the Wikipedia pages of, like, every single anime that's aired um, over the last ten years. Uh, just, you know, like, writing down the ones that I remember being really, really fucking noxious. And I think I've been using that word a lot tonight. I feel as though I'm probably going to use it a lot going forward tonight. The word noxious. Season two is noxious. It's super noxious. I think we sort of ended up coming at our uh, list with different ethoses. Ethi? I don't know what what the plural ethos is. Oh, yeah. I definitely went more with uh, what it meant to me and what I could remember of my resonance with it as opposed to... I I wouldn't call it an objective list. If I was the kind of person that scored things, these wouldn't necessarily be my five lowest scores possible. Like, honestly, if I had to go through, like, honorable, honorable mentions, for example, I don't even have a shade of handshakers on to sing it. You just literally cannot look at handshakers, which is it's, a failure for animation. That's a very visual medium. It's a really hard thing to watch 
the philosophy that I went into my uh, list with, or rather that I found that my list was, was the through current was the word influence. And I feel like all of these shows are, no, I'll accept one of these shows, I think, are emblematic of something. Uh, one of them just made me fucking mad because of who I am. Uh, and if you, um, if you've been listening, maybe you can guess what show that is. Uh, it's not a show that we have, um, spent an extended time. Some of you are going to win some money. Yeah, yeah, you might win some money. It's not a show that, um, that we've spent an extended amount of time talking about on this series. Uh, but it is a show that has come up in conversation before that I am still actively (laughs) fucking butt mad about, um... Even, like, years later, and it, God, this, this thing aired while I was in college. That's Cradle like, to the grave. How long this decade's been. But I'm getting ahead of myself. You, we'll do you first. Long story short, I'm, I'm doing a critic circle. He's doing Oscars. Or maybe I got that backwards. I'm really bad at my award show. I, I don't know. I don't watch them anymore. That is really good for your mental health. So, my fifth choice, the uh, least shitty of the most shitty. Bread and potatoes foundation shittiness conception (laughs) i'm still really impressed that it happened like even as a trendy thing because i could blame the trends themselves but conception it's a market thing but in the same way that a good ad is a market thing that it's like a flash of an individual person's insight radiated against the landscape in its way before 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 you keep going just for the for those who missed a really terrible show that I'm pretty sure also flew under the radar, too, do you want to share with us the basic premise of Conception? Yes, I do. So, Conception is a... Uh, because this did adapt- not make waves. It was just awful, and few if any, few people, if anyone, saw it, but good. But yeah, also- Conception did not make waves. It made ripples. I don't know. It was um, sort of a pebble skidding against the surface of the fucking isekai flood. That has claimed civilization. And, spoiler alert, there's more than one isekai on both of our lists, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Shocker. I, I like to consider this a podcast sort of an arc. <laughs> we're carrying two of every subgenre of anime on it. We're not we're not gonna we're not gonna change the change the game at the very end here. It's uh the patterns are going to keep recurring. Yeah, you're gonna get the whole fucking Pokedex on this one. Man, I gotta edit this episode quick so that that joke makes sense to anyone. Mm-hmm. Moving forward. So Conception was adapted from an action RPG game, sort of a niche thing. In Jap- or maybe in Japan it's not niche. Maybe it's huge. Maybe that's why there's a Conception anime. I can't speak to that. But it stars a young man tragically born without a personality. So sad. So, so, so depressingly common. Who was teleported to a poorly... So many young men have been infected by this terrible disease in anime. A- he's been... Someone <laughs> should do something. He's been teleported... To a poorly animated world. Do they have, like, their own version of Susan J. Komen's association? Uh, yeah, I think it's just a angry sunrise middle manager throwing shit across the room until it hits someone in the temple. Which, I honestly, I think is how most nonprofits are run anyway, so, like, I, I know Susan G. Komen definitely has that person. From, yeah, from what I understand about nonprofits. Oh, well, actually, I'm gonna throw this on the list of people that just shoot me. I remember when I worked at the fucking Center for Fiction, <laughs> it was run by this human being that was as determined to channel a series of Dilbert jokes as possible. And I think her, I think she might have enjoyed Conception, because I think it's for people who suffer from a certain type of there's an aphasia between Broca's aphasia and Werner's aphasia that just impacts your media intake and your day-to-day decision-making in a way that I think sort of forms the foundation of a conception viewer or producer or... We need to get back to the premise. Okay. I'm pulling myself down to earth. I'm going to shut so up. He is teleported to a very poorly animated world where it starts with him being teleported there with someone he's related to. They went of cousin instead of a sister because it's sort of prog rock shittiness. But I'm really slow rolling this. It's a Dragon Quest world, but he has to get, like, women that represent the Zodiac pregnant. He needs to fucking bang his way across this world, getting people pregnant, the first of which is the girl he came there with, who is related to him, and it just keeps going and happening and... 
I don't know. Sometimes a show feels a bit like a weather event. And I would call Conception in... It was a, it was a flash flood. Which, you know, is fast and it just destroys everything you have quickly. Maybe it doesn't leave as much of a memory impression other than losing everything you had. I had a really visceral reaction to Conception in the moment. Because once again, when I use that ad agency metaphor, I actually work at an ad agency. Mm-hmm. And... So often, I know, I often just get stuck in my head on things on a conceptual or just imagining the person having the idea. (laughs) And conception feels like a dark parody of that creative mode where someone said, what if he had to get every sign of the Zodiac pregnant? We could could design a waifu around each one. (gasps) Two for Gemini! That could be two! They could be twins! Oh yeah! Holy just, shit! I'm gonna be rich. They hoisted him on their shoulders. They kissed him upon his mouth and said, "You are our future. You what, are the rock star of this I, company." What I remember about watching that show, and I don't remember much because I'm, I was pretty sure we got decently wasted beforehand. Oh yeah, was just the annoying sexual harassment anime animal thing um, dangled in front of me like so many keys. Uh, trying to, I, I, I think, I think it's purpose. I think what, what it did in the show, it I think, exposited it, I a think lot. It, it exposited a whole lot. And then in between expos, uh, in between exposition dumps, it would grope people. It was also really, really loud. Animals kind of like this, but just imagine this in Japanese. Um, yeah. and, um, and I was supposed to find it funny or charming or, you know, a, a nice distraction from, I don't know. I remember it actually being my least favorite part about it. You know, it wouldn't have been my least favorite part in another type of bad anime, right? I remember distinctly hating it because... I hated it because of what an insult to my intelligence it felt like. As though they knew that eventually anyone who watches this is going to come to their senses and realize what the fuck they are consuming. So they have, you know these keys that they're jingling in front of you to help you to help distract you from it to you know to uh, because apparently you're so dumb and your attention span is so short that as long as you have you know an annoying sexual assailant anime animal mascot you know then it'll be okay it's funny it's cute yeah it's Look a veritable it. fucking insult um I, I i i hated it and i wanted to kill it um more more than most annoying anime creatures like I should also point out, and I'm a human being that has seen multiple episodes of Handshakers. Episodes of Handshakers we have not discussed on this program. It may be the King fucking Kong of exposition little dialogue I have seen in my many meandering days of wandering the dark waters of the world. Wait, this 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 creature from Conception? The show itself. The creature itself. I don't know. Handshakers is pretty bad about that. This is a worse show than Handshakers, but Handshakers was, I think, a little bit worse with the exposition. Anyway, before this this becomes the conception episode, because we totally could do it if it were more timely, I just want to say that really what marks this show is that I felt all my isekai flashback on me at once, Mm. and that's a bit like a grenade exploding in your knee, and... B, it really just marks an incredible amount of low effort. It marks sort of a brilliant anti-idea, like you, if you want to come up with something to try to make me turn off my television as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. conception. I think for my money, Japan is always, not Japan, I, I should say, anime, I should say, is always fascinating in, you know, all of the various creative ways that it comes up to objectify women, right? Um, you've got the world of, that God only knows, right? Where they, they literally are monsters of the week, except instead of killing them, you have to get them to sleep with you. This is just mm. it's Zodiac women. I don't know. I'm having a hard time articulating it, but, like, you, you get it, right? It's just... It's, it's pretty clear the... It, uh... The politics it's, it's of like them being... like they've been turned into pachinko prizes. No, pachinko is not... The, the little turns... Um, Man, at least you need to be lucky to win pachinko. Where you put the coin in the... Like a coin-op... Slot machine? 
No, no, no. Like at the grocery oh, store. Oh yeah, I totally you mean you put the quarter in, you turn the, the dial, and to you the get right. and you get a little plastic toy. Like that is that is what this anime felt like. That's what a lot of that's what a lot of harm genre shit feels like. But that's what this anime felt like in particular. Gachopon gender politics. That's a that's a thesis. That'll get you out of undergrad. And now, Gachapon, whatever the fuck is the genre that's going to supplant Isekai, you know, in the next three years. We broke something. We need to go back. How do we go back, Sam? How do we go back? Uh, I think we're just here now. This is the business. I hope they fucking die. (laughs) I'm tired of these fucking pieces of shit. Oh, shit. We know I'm supposed to be Brian last when we do this. (laughs) So, uh, what's your number five? Oh, we're like doing five, 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 five. Okay. Yeah, I like it that way. Okay. Um, my number five. Uh, this is this is the one that I was referring to earlier, which is not representative of a trend or anything like that, but just mm-hmm. made me fucking mad because I felt betrayed. Um, it's Gundam Age, Mobile Suit Gundam Age, the uh, the you know, the forty nine, I think, fifty episode series. Uh, one one of the full Gundam series from I think twenty thirteen is when it aired. It might have been a little bit earlier than that. It might have been twenty twelve or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. A show that started out uh, to some amount of um, side eyes from the uh, from the Gundam fan community. They were not at all into the character designs. Um, but I always like to give a show the benefit of the doubt, even if I was not myself too amazingly into the character designs. Yeah, the look was a bit uh, fluffier. No, it was a little bit like uh, a little fluffy, a little, a little like a little bit looks like um, like a mon show like uh the character designs look like they were out of a mon show be it, you know like pokey digi metabots whatever in this show the gimmick is that the monsters come out of pillowcases they're called pillow monsters well as always in gundam the the gimmick in this show is that the monsters were were humankind the whole time and that they um they just keep on doing this to themselves. They'll never learn. They'll just always come up with better ways of killing one another. And, you know, that that's what I love about, you know, the Gundam franchise, right? It's just, it is just a show about how mankind will always find, A, a new reason to kill one another, and B, a new fun little way to kill one another. I always appreciated that. Um, Before the age bait and switch and uh, the whole build fighter thing, I would have... Use that old dumbass joke people make about pizza and sex. Like, even when it's bad, bad it's still it's pretty good. good. Uh, but no, I mean, here's the thing. I I was not around for um, Gundam Seed Destiny while it aired. But apparently, the reaction I had to Gundam Age while it aired was the same reaction that people had to Gundam Seed Destiny. Um, so, in a word, what went wrong with uh, Gundam Age? It was a story uh, that was kind of uniquely... Um, kind of uniquely formatted uh, for a Gundam series. Instead of one main protagonist, there were three. It took place over about 60-ish years or so. You follow, you know, the, the first main protagonist as he goes from, you know, a general, you know, Amuro Ray-style hero into, um, you know, having his own, you know, Lala student moment. And instead of it turning him into, you know, a hardened but still hardened but has a better appreciation for you know human life kind of character the way they did for amuro nope. it, it turns him into just this bitter villain really I and mean, he, be, he becomes something of an antagonistic not antagonist but definitely a villainous figure throughout most of the rest of the series um the second part which i maintain was really really good and the protagonist of the second part was is one of my favorite gundam protagonists is about his son um who is um who does not have psychic powers. Remember, this is Gundam. There are people with psychic powers. It's a thing. And then um, there are intermentions. And, 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 and then there's his son, who does not have psychic powers and is struggling to, you know, um, he's struggling to reconcile what a blow to, what a blow to his ego this is. Um, you know, the way that he will never be quite as special as, you know, he wants to be. Um, he's in the middle of this love triangle, which was looking back kind of a stupid um plot line and kind of hampered the uh it's the kind of thing you would forgive when you assume it's going somewhere yeah it, it didn't really go anywhere um uh, oh something gundam age didn't go somewhere 
No, it de- it definitely did go somewhere. Um. So t- anyway, Asimu Asimu was the Asim Asim Asimu. God fucking Asuno. Asem Asuno. Flit Asuno was the first one. Asem Asuno is the second one. And now you know. And um and he was cool. I liked Asem. Um he he like even even in the like and then part three comes around, and that is Kyo Asuno, who is all the worst qualities of um he's every he's everything that Kira Yamato has been accused of being, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the sort of like kumbaya asshole. Who you know is just sitting there in the middle of you know this space battle, right? Preaching you know nonviolence, um, you know watching you know his friends get killed instead of defending him and like uh, defending them and like it happens. It happens like more than once, once or twice. Don't in the they show. flog people for that? Not him, I guess. Um, they give us this asshole, right? Um, after you know. Kind of uh, starting off with like a bait and switch Amro, which I thought was really clever, and then you know, giving us you know the, his son who's you know struggling to find his own place and things, and I thought that he had a really good journey, and then you get to this, he's both he's he's like the most annoying parts of both uh, Kiriyamato and Relina, um, you know from ah. Wing. Uh, in one person, and you know he's he's sitting there just like stinking up part three, which isn't going to great places anyway. They introduce an antagonist around halfway through part three, who is there to um to condemn the you know good guy federation that they're part of, which has been here before. Dun, you know, dun, like dun. they're okay. Uh, I think they, they, there was a corruption scandal within it, you know, like it was exposed at the end of part two. It's just there in, in a ham-handed, they introduced this antagonist in this ham-handed attempt to, um, to make, evoke meaning, to make everything more gray, um, where they realize, oh shit, things aren't gray enough. We should, we should introduce this antagonist who A, has like a really terrible name. I think her name was Gerard Spriggan and it sucked, um, and B clearly is there, you know, like if they weren't there, then there, it was the show don't tell error where, you know, the things were not gray enough until we had this character come along to say that they were, um, right. And then she dies in like, it's, it's very sound and fury. It signifies nothing. Um, it, it, it takes up like three or four episodes worth of, um, worth of show. And I was just left wondering like, what the f- fuck did you waste my time for like that if i could hijack this one for a second before Mm -hmm. we work our way a bit further down these lists yeah i always like to describe uh this show in terms of its entry into decade list i describe the show as sam's ex he feels a little bit like that he almost had like some good times with it then they betrayed him on a certain level and now now... i can never remember the good times that we did have with anything other than like scorn and regret it's like this, the species and intensity of the dislike is really something you can only get from something that you could have loved. It robbed us of what would have been a really, really powerful kind of grand finale, right? Because throughout the course of this show, after, you know, the, you know, Lala Soon dead love interest moment that the first protagonist has, you know, he becomes this member of the upper echelon of the military whose you know, ultimate goal is to absolutely destroy every last one of, you know, the, um, the antagonist faction, you know, be, be that, be it military or civilians. He wants they, them all dead, right? Oh, they go, t- they just go Titans. What happens is that this, um, this does not destroy him, you know, towards the end when it looks like he, he wants to launch nukes or something like that. His son and his grandson, oh, the third protagonist is grandson. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, his son and his grandson convince him, like, no, you shouldn't do that. Uh, and then the um, the final boss, because it really does just feel like the final boss of a video game and not a very good video game, is just this fucking kid who had no lines prior, who was just the dragon kid. He was just some dude that was grown in the lab to, f- to be the bo- final boss fight or something, I guess. 
um that the that up the, to this the, point he's just that the main existed. antagonist grew and like he like he was foreshadowed like three episodes prior is waking up from his tank like they, they literally fucking came out of nowhere to be the final boss fight the of shock this master is <laughs> coming <laughs> who the fuck is this <laughs> he fell on his ass uh, um and, incredible and his presence deprives us of what would have been of what would have been and they what they were teasing to have been a fantastic you know final confrontation between you know the first main protagonist and you know his son and grandson who have like seen you know this poison that has turned him into the person that it has right what if he doesn't learn his uh, lesson what if this cycle of revenge that this show is about the show is about the cycle of revenge here right because everyone's mm-hmm. got this revenge based motive for everything and it's just causing everything to get worse what if that destroys him what if it's his kids who have finally broken out of this cycle who are forced to put him down like that was the final confrontation that they were teasing uh and that we didn't get because they wow they decided to make just a a show about nothing in that case that's uh that's a rough cut it just I, i i felt so amazingly robbed by the end of it that i I was just so angry. I was just so angry, Denard. Oh, um, this is also a, probably a decent time to point out that uh, this program did, in fact, also cheat on Sam and run his credit. <laughs> Took my money. Went to Vegas. Went to Vegas. It has his dog. It's, not, it's a bad scene. Bad scene. All right, do your number four. My number four. Jesus Christ. So, I had to pick a... Uh, representative and it was originally going to be fate stay night apocrypha <laughs> the netflix entry in this fucking series it's just fate apocrypha the stay night oh i'm this... sorry fate semicolon apocrypha i'm pretty sure the stay night has not been there for several years now yeah yeah yeah. they're trying you see in the way that these shows are churned out they actually save millions of dollars a year not having to print the word stay before the semicolon <laughs> But anyway, it's, it's all about optimization. You see, this is a this is a procedurally generated franchise, and I guess it's both the way that it echoes across media and is just constantly in my face at its level of badness. Like, I'm actually not super susceptible to the saturation of an individual property on its own. Like, I won't think of something as worse simply because of that. If it's like something was middling, I'd be like still saying, okay, whatever. That's just people enjoying their bread flavored bread like what's an example of that an example of people loving bread flavored bread <sighs> let's see oh they're like sports anime out there they get like 10 million se- seasons oh yeah 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 every t- like i can't i can't remember how long free went but like i want to say more than two seasons yeah a lot of the sports anime i feel that way about and i have I'm not deeply vested in them, and I've never run into one that is liquid hate. A card fight vanguard has been around since, I want to say, the beginning of the decade, and it's still going, I'm pretty sure. They're still making seasons of that thing, and only its fans give a shit. Wow. Cradle to the grave. But my point here is, um, so I needed, I, I wanted a representative of the Fate Stay Night's fucking veteran existence as a virtuosic polyp. <laughs> In my craw. <laughs> and instead of Apocrypha, I chose Fate slash Stay Night, semicolon, Unlimited Blade Works. For multiple reasons. One, I think it may have just sort of sucked in a more iconic way. <laughs> really? Like, the, the stream of nonsense that led to the words Unlimited Blade Works, and also I am the you that is not you... Oh right, the, the thing with like fucking Shira and Archer. Yeah, I I know that. Like that, I I didn't even fucking watch it, and that's so iconically fucking stupid that I know about it just by dissemination. It's stupid nonsense, but the, also the real reason I picked Unlimited Blade Works over Apocrypha is that Unlimited Blade Works is the exact moment in this franchise where I thought this is just gonna keep fucking happening. My, my <laughs> input means nothing. This ball is rolling ahead. It's not losing steam. People aren't losing interest. They were going to cut it off to be artful. The studio wasn't gonna get another glint in their eye and chase another cash cow. It is just fate stay for the foreseeable fuckity future. See, the thing with me, the thing, the reason that I would put Fate Apocrypha, I guess, over Unlimited Blade Works in, in this list is because of the Jack Ripper Lolly. 
one of the reasons that I put <laughs> Fate Apocrypha over Unlimited Blade Works in this list is just this moment I had where I realized seven or eight episodes in. Oh wait, that's not Saber. That's um, <laughs> that that's Joan of Arc, not King Arthur. Those are two different characters. I would never have noticed. Except I think I finally was paying enough attention because, God, that show strained my attention. Yeah, if you ran those two fucking 23 and me, they both would have come from the like, same trash can. She's ruler, but I realized that one like, character's name could change because they were a different class this time because everything must be video games or relate to video games in, in anime and like this, like this and fucking Isekai and it... it only serves to just really, really suspension of disbelief something. I don't know. I'm having a hard time being eloquent about this. I want to bring back a, a certain qualm of mine from the original Fate Save series, why, by why the do way. I ha- why do I have to feel? Why did, why did they think? And I guess they're right, because people do fucking watch this and, like, give the money hand over fist. Why do they just... Why do they make people feel like they're watching someone playing a video game? I hate feeling yeah, like that. Yeah, it's, um, you are watching someone's terrible Twitch channel, they have terrible taste, all the jokes they make on it. And, like, the Fate series is that, Isekai that, is that. Yeah. The gotcha, gotcha anime are now kind of like that. You're just watching a video game play out. Like, you do not, to gotcha animes, or gotcha game animes credit, you aren't seeing the gamer in question anymore. But, like, you are totally just seeing a video game play out in front of you. Against all odds, this is the only Fate Stay entry on my list, which is why I want to, when it comes to Limited Blade Works and the original and Apocrypha and all that shit, I want to get at a specific bit of back padding. They don't do it too often, mercifully enough, but they've done it at least twice in my experience from the University Anime Club. Every now and again, this fucking show... You know, I'll call, I'll call them all this fucking show. Fate's a show that ran from 2007 to now, sure. <laughs> this fucking show, every now and then... When they do their, like, Femme King Arthur, jet, or Femme Jet, everything they'll say. Yeah. Because they were women, their true face was erased from history. You do not get to play the fucking <laughs> woke card when the camera is trying to work its way up her asshole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is not... Don't fucking pretend that you wrote this for another demographic than the one you wrote it for. We all know who's supposed to be watching this, asshole. I know that at least half of these character sketches have been done with one fucking hand. Sam Legault, number four. <laughs> number four. This one is also a representative. Um, it's it's a show that I, it's a show that I watched when it aired, mm-hmm. and it was bad. Um, and it didn't make me necessarily angry, right? It didn't make me angry yet, because this is a show that had terrible influence on anime going forward. The show mm. in question is Oreimo, um, which is a short, <laughs> which is a shortening. I cannot fucking remember what the whole name is. I, don't I care can't to. believe my little sister is as cute as the full English. Cool. So you know what happened in the wake of Oreimo? Fucking oh Jesus! I cannot remember the name of. It's like a snowball on top of a fucking hill. No, no, what is the name of the genre? Because it's a fucking genre. Emoto, fucking Emoto. Emoto, sister fucking shows. This was the beginning of the sister fuck genre. A genre that fucking exists. And and I feel like I'm insane. (laughs) I feel like I've gone fucking mad every time there's a new one of these. Every fucking season, there's at least two. And they often cross over into other shit I also I have trouble just understanding that I can go outside and hear... Two fucking people at an event. This happened to me. I went to New York Anime Festival. Fun times. If you're honest, you probably even learned about it there. But I just listen to two human beings ask each other what their favorite sister fuck show is. And there are multiple things to compare them to with different strengths and weaknesses. Like, I don't know, I like my, my sister fuck with more of an action tinge. But there's also dramatic sister fuck. And I, don't, I do not know how you did not slam your fucking fist into the ground until you did not have a, a fucking hand anymore. Because, Jesus, I would have. I was carrying merch, brother. I don't even remember what Ori Emo was about. It was about, I don't know, like his sister. Ori Emo, she is a secret nerd girl. But more importantly, she is a... That's all of them! That's the one with, like, the fucking chick who dresses up in the stupid fucking hood. 
I can't remember what that one was called either. I can't remember what that one is called either. I yeah. do remember it was an event in human fucking history. I remember this inspired my sister, my writer as well. But that's a whole other can of like i said worms. terrible influence this is this is this makes the bottom five not necessarily because it was itself noxiously terrible although it was you know no more so than a whole lot of other shows over the last couple over the last you know 10 years or so no this is this is here because it started something awful and the don't laziness of this holy shit <laughs> the laziness i'm of so it. fucking i'm so fucking disgusted just having to fucking watch this thing that's you know supposed to be viewed with one hand this entire genre that's supposed to be viewed with one hand that exists because there's this horrible market for it and oh god every fucking day with fucking anime i feel like i'm turning more and more into fucking tipper gore if honest I- to god yeah, I do my, like anime, guys. I really do. As, I do. It is one of it, it's one of my great joys is watching good anime. But there's so much inner shit. Anime. Laura Bush slash Jack Thompson comes to the forefront. I have a second impulse at the same fucking time, mm-hmm. which is just I, I compare the sort of trend of things. And when did our fetishistic aspirations sink so low? It used to be this guy is a CEO in high school. <laughs> Does he, can he get it together quickly enough to bang these three other CEOs? This, and now it's this motherfucker who won't even leave his goddamn house, so he has to lust after his goddamn sister. I guess they know their audience, I guess. They know their audience. I hope they don't fucking know their audience. If they know their audience, then maybe we just have to kill ourselves. It's always on my mind. Anyway, um, I guess what I'm trying to say to... um people with different opinions than me on media is to keep yourself safe <laughs> what's your number three so my number three and this is like one of those hollywood western fucking quick draw is it sort of online it's sort of online i'm uh, gonna stay quiet now i'm not sure that sort of online necessarily represents the same sin to sam that it does to me but it's not so much the echoes out of sort are online that sort of make my eye twitch because I think I don't know maybe I'm one of those like trends and forces kinds of people and I think that maybe something like isekai would have eventually come out of this many young men with this little hope but but I think it's sort online's relationship with the past because it condensed a lot of the old bullshit into a new condensed form that could then propagate itself it brought in a unique stream of Mary Sue protagonist. It pretty much stole Dot Hackstein's fucking lunch. <laughs> I, I, okay, I need to get that fucking shit. It wasn't even the first show to do this fucking it's a video game bullshit, but it just codified it in such a lame, proto-mimetic way that that is why we have so much of this ass now. But beyond all that, beyond all the trends and market forces and things, it's... I don't know, I think stories are about characters that change and do things <laughs> that sort of line does the fucking opposite of that shit with such a aplomb and grace that sort of line is like the president of the united states states he is what i call i'm going to get us canceled our president is what I call the retard whisperer. <laughs> because he has such a unique ability to speak moron. And Sword Online spoke such virtuosic moron. That you have people speaking to him like, Hey man, th- there's this guy. He's just like us, but he's really making it, you know? And it's, it, this is a cool show. You know, it's like a little power fan. Just turn your brain off. Enjoy it. Have fun with the trash. Hey, sometimes there's fun trash. There's fun action trash. And sometimes the trash has little needles on it. And sometimes those needles come from rehab clinics. <laughs> and those aren't necessarily the needles you want sticking out of your arm. It is junk. It can be food. It is not junk food. And sometimes, you know, you, you pass those conditions you got from the junk onto others. Mm-hmm. In other words, Kirito is psychic herpes. I pass the rock to Sam. Number three is a show that I immensely enjoyed watching. So so this is this is one of those it's a show and I feel like I've used this particular metaphor 
in the past that I love is a show that I love, like a high school bully loves the kid who is 14 years old and still owns a Digimon backpack. I love this show like that. Change into digital <laughs> champions. This show is Sarah from the fucking end. Oh. <laughs> Which I had no, no end of fun with. It's it's just, it's so fucking, it's all seven sins in one, right? And I, I could go down the list, but it's it's lazy, right? It, it, it does absolutely nothing new. It's envious, right? It wants to be Attack on Titan. <laughs> It's wants it so bad. It's lustful, right? It has, you know, like sort of, sort of lazily designed waifus in. I don't know that one's less so than it is envious and lazy. It's um, you could you can't actually quantify all seven sins with it. It's prideful because it thinks you won't notice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's greedy because of such uh, because of what a fucking transparent cash grab it was in the wake of attack on titan um oh man someone really wanted to fucking retire someone was just okay. tired of being a fucking manga cop i've got envy i've got proud i've got greed i've got sloth i've got i've, I've kind of got lust um gluttony it is fucking the genre eating itself it no it is it is the medium rather eating itself it's it's um it has eaten so many fucking other genres right so many mm. other shows and sort of absorbed it into itself not seamlessly i should say oh no all of the all of the moving parts are so very visible the the emperor is not the emperor's new clothes are invisible they are not actually clothes you can see his junk you can see the emperor's dick um i'm I, what's the what's the final sin denart Let's see. So you hit pride. I hit pride. I you hit did gluttony. Gluttony, sloth, wrath. You have lust, no wrath. Wrath, wrath. I mean, it's a shitty action show. It's a really shitty action show. There we go. Just real basic. Just, <laughs> we, just we, 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 we have run down the list. Just here. bad punchies. <laughs> bad punchies. It seems to be trying to sell itself on it, having you know like decent fight choreography, set pieces. No, it looks cheap as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so bad. <laughs> Everything about this show just looks. So goddamn bargain bin. And like it was funded with the change the animators found in their fucking couches from their homes. With my remaining two, one the action was decently animated and the other one it wasn't an action show. So I'm gonna use this this little line here. Cause it was sort of in the back of my head and I have to apply it somewhere. Okay. It actually does apply specifically to it because I remember the scene that made me think of this. Okay. There was a scene in the first three episodes of fucking Seraph of the End wherein snark girl fucking whips out her scythe and spins her giant person-sized scythe around her in a way supposed to be impressive and cool and sweet and awesome in all the ways that neo dodging a bullet is or whatever mm -hmm. and i couldn't help but be reminded of a time i went to atlantic city and because of atlantic city i saw a heavily scarred overweight stripper <laughs> and this was supposed to be scintillating me oh, in a way no. <laughs> and the reason this metaphor is that i'm in at once again an action junkie so i like action i like even over the plate action i get something out of like just i give action shows a lot of leeway there's some score inflation i'm pretty sure yeah every show in my top five involves violence <laughs> so i want you to understand how much this show failed uh Oh shit! Only two of the uh, only two in yeah, my, yeah, yeah. In my involve, involve violence in any way. That's uh, that's surprising. You see, Sam needs to feel. I need someone to feel. Oh wait, <laughs> hold on. One of them involves violence, but it's a different kind of violence. And how? <laughs> we'll but, get um, there. So I just want to add that little punctuation. But back to you if you have anything else on this one. No, I, I just kind of felt like uh, like roasting this thing a little bit. Uh, I ran down the seven sins. It's a really terrible show. It looks bad. The characters aren't interesting. They're all ripoffs mm. of other characters. The plot is a ripoff of other plots. The setting is... No, there's nothing unique about the setting. It's, it's, it's a remix of like 12 other things that were more interesting. I think... Man, I felt a real hankering for some AOT when I was, when I was watching that fucking show. Honest to fucking God. Um, you know what it felt like the most a ripoff of was D. Gray Man out of uh, out of anything. Um, I, I don't know mm. if that if that's correct, but I, I feel like it is. Um, number two, what's your number two? My uh, 
number two. And um, this is going to be a chop and screwed remix of some emotional themes, but not the same program mm-hmm. as some other shit Sam was talking about. Darling in the Fran XXXX, Ooh. or however the bloody stump fuck you are supposed to pronounce <laughs> that shit. Now, Franks. I'm sure I have seen many Darling shows in the that. Franks. If you were to go for second by second, <laughs> element by element shittiness, are probably worse. But to do the fucking incredible evil Knievel nosedive into a crevasse that this show did from see my ghost headed somewhere to the kind of failure that we reached was incredible. almost so this is your gun mage this is my gun mage only like the show's a lot shorter and it's a lot it's really like hyped up and focused on sexual stuff so maybe instead of like an ex-girlfriend it's like someone i shacked up with for two weeks who then stole my kidney okay yeah so the metaphor tracks. So the metaphor tracks. Once again, once I went to Atlantic City, I saw this heavily scarred, overweight strip. <laughs> We're getting canceled. I, I can't believe it. First episode of season fucking two, and I'm just coming back in with this shit. No, no, it's bad form to joke about. Fair. Fair. For those of you who don't have the Wikipedia entry for the fucking Hindenburg, <laughs> this show was a partnership, a partnership, a creative co-effort between Studio Trigger, who have done some great animation work in the past, some not-so-great animation work in the past, I probably should have known there was a chance this would fucking happen, <laughs> and a studio whose name I've forgotten because all they have ever done is fail me. This show was basically... It was like Never Let Me Go With Robots. Okay. And that can totally work. It should have worked. It was working for a while. I thought it could have continued working. Mm-hmm. And then it ended with a giant version of the main girl screaming about how much she loves the main character and how love will save us all. It felt very. And it felt. It felt very much like they were trying to like they they ran out of ideas, which I don't even know how that happened because it, it was a pretty interesting original premise. They like they could have gone anywhere with it, and where they went was. Both Evangelion and Gurren Lagann, like, really, really fucking transparently. Oh, man. Have you ever... It's like being your own goddamn cover band. It's so fucking sad to see someone (laughs) stuck in that kind of rut. I just... You could tell that they just wish they could just cram Lord Genome in there and go home. I don't know what it was. Was it supposed to be, like, a meta-commentary on the past ventures of these particular people? I don't get it. I don't get why they did it. It's, It's like... Also, it's it was like no, you know what it was like. It was like watching like an honors student. It was like watching an honors student get arrested for graffiti <laughs> and fuck up their life forever. My somehow. graffiti name is Turtle Zero. No, but I, I shouldn't even do that because like graffiti is and can be a legitimate art form. Arrested for I know it's selling smack to um, grade schoolers. There we go. Yeah. It's it's that that honor student sold smack to grade schoolers. Their life is over now. All the promise that they had is you know kaput. It is you know it is nil. And G- darling in the Franks is a drug dealer to children. Thank what you for coming to my TED school? talk. What did they call it? Adderall. <laughs> Do you see what this says about society? Let that sink in. It also guess hits you because everything is doled out relatively well, like a story when it goes. Oh, maybe I can understand the emotion that lost people had. Only I would point. I will point out that there are a lot more episodes of Lost that do not suck than there are episodes of Darling in France that do not suck because it's about the last. I don't want to say quarter. We, we need to do some division here. So if the last like, and was it? It was, it was a core, right? It was 26 episodes, I think. 26 yeah. episodes. I want to say it starts vomiting its mouth around episode 20, 18, 20. Oh, it took a while to get there. Dude. They could have stuck the landing. They only had, they had less than 10 episodes left. They could have come up with any other ending. Okay, so I know I do a lot of the jokey ego thing on this fucking show, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to make I... the, it's the fucking, the, you can see the emperor's dick again. I have to make yeah. the joke twice. They had nothing. 
I, I know I do the jokey ego thing, right? But in my day-to-day life, I actually just try not to take myself that seriously. Yeah, same. I, I, it's like I it's tend a, to be relatively even cute. It's a recipe even. for anxiety, really, is yeah. taking yourself too seriously. So watching this show shit itself is one of the few times in a non-comedic context that I've become legitimately ass-pained <laughs> at a media <laughs> property. <laughs> like, this was my fucking national Pokedex moment. People seem mad about that. I don't. I don't really get it, but that's my vector. It happened to me like twice in the same year. I'm fairly certain that Gundam Age was airing around the same time that Korra was shitting itself. Woof. Okay, that's gonna get its own fucking episodes. If, yeah. Yeah, I mean, is Korra an anime? Guess or no. It didn't make the list because I wasn't. I wasn't gonna have a hot take entry. Um, but you weren't going to have a take on it that lasted less than a fucking hour. I can tell you that shit. Yeah, that's the other thing. It was that was just going to be the episode. Hey, here's here's the thing. Neither of us liked Korra very much. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like those Russian car crash videos. <laughs> <laughs> the dash cam bit where the passenger gets hit with a fucking freaking dot, <laughs> and then you have to listen to the fucking driver's wail. <laughs> <laughs> My favorites are of the one horror where the... and grief as his wife lies dying in the car behind it, uh, beside him. That's what my favorite ones are the ones where you can see the driver try to make a getaway, like these dash cams <laughs> are in... <laughs> making just like a, a low rent surveillance state. That's a good description of modern Russia low rent surveillance, low rent surveillance state. state. Moving forward, your next number. <laughs> Number two, Milfizakai. What the what? What have I to say? We went over this already. It was. Oh yeah, the argument was that Korra was a car crash. No, Milf Isakai was a fucking car crash. <laughs> I would. I would say. I that. think. I think. I think. What what I hated the most about um Milf Isakai, um and no, I'm not calling it by the title. It's supposed to be fuck fuck that fuck you for wanting me to do that. Um. What, what, I don't even have it in what I hated, what I hated the most about Milf Isekai is that I felt the entire time I was watching it, it was fucking elbowing me in the ribs, being like, hey, "Get it." It had this smarmy, smirky sort of sense of self-reference to it, um, that permeated every fucking horrible goddamn joke. Like it was expecting me to be, you know, like, ah. You know, it's just so fucking, you know, it's so, it's so audacious, you know, all this whole thing is so egregious. How can I not, you know, like, I, I can't, I can't, like, actually, it's, 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 it, it, he, no, no, he constantly tried. He, and the, the author is a he, I don't even have to look that up, <laughs> tried to make this fucking criticism proof by having it be so fucking transparently disgusting and awful. Reminds me of a fucking, uh. The way Deadpool run. But we've talked enough about Deadpool on this fucking show. We're for weeaboo hell. When it comes to this show, I'm reminded, there are sort of three species of um, class clown in your high school, middle school context, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the guy who's just sort of either generally funny or, sl- or slightly funny, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of a wit. With, I don't know, poor impulse control. You have your just pretty much just a school bully with an audience. That's, that'll call it the second yep, species. Yep, we, just, we, we had plenty of those in our high school. Just really just there to to, to dunk on some self-esteem. And then you have the guy who's using this half-formed humor and is just desperate to be loved. He wants your love. He wants your attention. This show is trying to pander to you. one joke and will not stop fucking telling it. And it's just repeating that joke. It wants you to believe this shit is hilarious or at least not punish it for not being hilarious. Like, hey, here's a fun little joke. Uh, you guys are in on it, eh? Uh, you understand we're doing some ironic mom fuck show. Like, like I said, the proverbial, you know, elbowing me in the ribs, Arthur Nudge and show. The moment where I realized this show's uh, fucking comedic instincts were dead. Mm-hmm. This is an episode you haven't seen, but this is a gag. I think I the got sa- three in. Yeah, the shape of this fucking gag mm-hmm. is they meet someone's shitty MILF mom who they also want the fuck out of. And... She is a overindulgent bad party mom, mm-hmm. so she's like built up her like this like nude man harem that forms a chair that she sits on. I'm going somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. I'm going somewhere with this. This isn't the part that's bad about this. It's a it's a it's, it's almost like a galaxy very fucking formalist thing. But we're, we're sitting we're, we're we're recording this at your apartment, so I cannot. I I'm not sitting against the wall. 
so I can't fucking ram my head into it. Unfortunate, unfortunate. Do you want me to hand you like a book or something, or are you I just? I got a good? book right here. It's fine. I can, I can, I can, I can make my own luck. Go ahead. And the thing that struck me is these guys, and they're not really animated, are in the background of every shot with her in it, with her in it, right? Mm-hmm. And the basic humor thing, like the basic comedic writing thing, is oh my god, this is a chair made of people. What are what lines are they going to have to say in this comedy? They don't say a fucking word. Not a good joke. Not a bad joke. They didn't even try. They didn't even think of it, and it's right there. <laughs> they, they thought of half a joke, really. They thought of half a joke, and. I guess before you get to the politics, the sexual favor- failure, the fucking copy-paste isekai thing, it's just really a failed comedy. Like, deep down, MILF isekai is white chicks. Unpack that. White chicks is much like the day the laughter died, too. Just one of those moments where uh, comedy fell into itself. <laughs> and it died, and we had to watch it flop on screen for... I say it was an hour twenty. It wasn't. A, I don't think it was a long movie. I think if you're stabbed in the gut, it takes about that much time to die. So like, yeah. And I think Milf Isekai is cut from a similar cloth of a comedic talent. <laughs> Only no one in Milf Isekai ever made in living color. You're gonna have a hell of a time editing this episode. You're going all over the fucking place. I'll die eventually. <laughs> or I'll, I'm probably just gonna use fucking EQ or whatever and call it a day. But okay. I mean, um, this is a very judiciously edited podcast that compensates for my use of a swivel chair. <laughs> I think they think that I'm going to forgive this show of all of its lazy writing and boring character designs and shitty premise and the fact that it's another fucking isekai because waifus or something. Mm-hmm. And I think this is this is a recurring this is a recurring thing for me. Like I bring up a whole lot about how angry I get when a show does that, when it shows like, come on, man, this is, this is this season's hottest waifus. Come on. Don't you want this hottest waifus? You want this hottest waifus? You want to post them on uh, our memes or, you know, you want to go on, uh, you want to go talk about your waifus on your, on your waifu forums? You know, this is, this is, this is who you're just like, no, Fuck you, God! I and like, remember. I'm like, I'm, I'm so inarticulately angry right now that it, it, it'll make me seem like I'm in denial here. But no, I just. I mean, it'd be hard for you to be in fucking denial of something. Your whole aloes are added again. Perspective. I don't even think you. I don't even think it's physically possible to be in the market for this fucker. No, it's why I'm so fucking immune to so many of the fucking dirty tricks that anime tends to pull. So it actually has to be good for me to like it. Because honest to fucking God, Ew. when an anime is shitty, when an anime is shitty, the first fucking trick they will pull is put a fucking, like, put a fucking waifu in there. Put someone that you can watch one-handed. Some real Dead or Alive 4 physics abound this one. <laughs> I fucking loved playing Ryu in that thing. Just... <laughs> I like the drunk it's guy. Like having, it's like having Kratos in the middle of, like, a fucking runway show. Or Mortal Kombat. Actually, no, he was right at home in Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. I like the drunk guy. He was fun. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was fun. He was fun. I remember the game had Counters for Counters, which is something everything should <laughs> endeavor to. It's very Team Ninja. It is very Team Ninja. I'm trying to avoid talking about this next show. I'm, I don't know how I didn't end up doing an episode about this. I think maybe I was tired of how much I had ended up talking about it in real life. Mm-hmm. The shittiness of a show is almost like this sine curve in terms of endorphins. There are points where things are just bad and I stop being able to get anything out of the experience of having seen them. Mm-hmm. And there are points where I'm bad and laughing and it sort of just go, it sort of vibrates along the spectrum depending on the sheer degree. But all this is a really long-winded way of me saying that the laughter that I got from Aeromanga Sensei's <laughs> genre of terrible enriched my soul. I'm not going to call the obvious pedophiles that made Aeromanga Sensei bad people. Instead of acting on their genre interest of someone with, on Backpage, they instead chose to make this monstrosity, which is... Heroic, and, really. Heroic, really. It's like, inspiring. It's inspiring. It's sublimate their... 
it's it's really a Mother Teresa thing that <laughs> spare the children, make terrible art instead. You know, good job. You did. <laughs> you fucking. And look, when they made MILF Isekai with its with, with the junior class of wife who was there, I didn't call anyone a pedophile. Surf of the end, handshakers, all that. I did not call anyone a pedophile. I'm not that guy. After this show, I won't call any creators pedophiles. Oremo X Aeromanga Sensei staff. There are at least three <laughs> legitimate pedophiles <laughs> involved in the creation of this program. I should introduce this to the unequated. Aeromanga Sensei. <laughs> you feel like the fucking moron describing it so there's this guy that writes like porn porn he writes he porn, writes porn and he lives in this house alone with his emoto this is the the end outer limits of the emoto show by I the way i don't think it is because it's still happening like i was jack knight i was torn between like making my entire list just a straight run of the worst emoto shows <laughs> or just having the avatar here but i put the last airbender here and it's, he so he writes porn and he finds out whoa the entire time his innocent little sister has been this legendary porn artist he is the salieri to her sheer hornitude <laughs> And he meets the rest of the entire erotic fan fiction whatever community. They're all waifus. They're all, all waifus. Of them, literally to a They're fucking all waifus, man. But I can't legitimately call this a harem show because he only, only has eyes for fucking his sister. <laughs> I mean, Keitaro Urashima only ever wanted Naru Naru Sagawa and Love Hina was a, uh, was a harem show. So I think it still counts. It still counts. And I don't know. Aeromanga Sensei is a moment of history. And you know what? I'm going to run down my list. I do not recommend you watch Conception. I do not recommend you watch Fate Stay Night. I do not recommend you watch Sword Art Online. I do not recommend you watch Darling in the Franks. But if your neighbors can't see into your apartment <laughs> and you want to laugh and look at the world you come, fucking watch Aeromanga Sensei. Fucking, at, when you're done with this episode, go watch Aeromanga Sensei. It will lighten your mood. You'll walk a little kick at your step knowing, man, I'm not one of the pedophiles that made Aeromanga <laughs> Sensei. <laughs> so now that I've committed fucking libel and several men who hopefully are not bilingual and therefore will not hear this program. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to your number one. Before I get there, I want to, uh, I want to give the list of, um, the list of dishonorable mentions. This is all of the anime. I really fucking hated over the course of the last 10 years. Let me turn over my page here. <clears throat> the, um, the shit from my bottom five list, because this is the master list here. The shit from the, uh, from the modern, from the uh, from the bottom five list might actually show up once or twice. Okay. Oh yeah, feel free to let us know if you think one of these is an awards snub. Um, like if we're gonna pull a Kanye if, if, West. If, if, if I if it feels like something was way the fuck shittier than something I uh, included on the actual list, let me know. Um, Gundam Age was very much a personal choice for me. Mm. But here we go. Uh, Fairy Tale, Monster Musume, The Seven Deadly Sins, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Mage, The World God Only Knows. Excel World, To Love Rue, Gundam Build Fighters, I Can't Understand What My Husband Is Saying, Space Dandy, because it made me feel so fucking disappointed, uh, Noragami, Fate, just the f everything Fate, we, we've been over this. Working. I couldn't resist, I needed to, I, I needed to, to fucking, the, the Fate thing, it's like oh, a absolutely. gravity well. Working, Isekai Quartet, Azure Lane, In Another World With My Smartphone, Black Clover, The Junji Ito Collection, Darling in the Franks, Concept, okay, yeah, now the We've been over that. Uh, th those were all of my uh, least favorite uh, anime of the last decade. No more so than our number one spot. It's come up tonight before. It is Sword Art Online. You guessed right, everyone. <laughs> I fucking hate this anime more than I more than I hate so many other things in this world. It is 
both emblematic of something fucking terrible in the industry and the starting point of something even worse, which is the isekai genre. It didn't fucking exist before Sword Art Online. And Denard, you know, like, mm-hmm. Denard took another standpoint on this. He's talking about everything that it distilled into itself to become as awful as it is. Um, all of that is true. I'm still angrier at what it, uh, at what it begat. I'm still uh, I'm still angrier at everything it took. Uh, everything it took. Everything about this dark. Everything about the dark reflection of Japanese culture that it is, and how people fucking loved it, and how it spawned an entire fucking movement that is based upon the prophetization of human loneliness. And I've been over this before. They're this is not a new ra- camel cigarettes. It's fucking incredible. This is this is the it was the beginning of this genre that has been trying to convince you know young lonely Japanese men for the decade now for ten years now <laughs> that it is heroic of you to stay in your room and play video games and not experience life that you're. Social anxiety is something to be applauded. Nay, it is a heroic quality. Now, I am a sufferer of social anxiety, and I do not want to be uh, mistaken for being, you know, ableist here. What I'm saying is that its thesis is that it is heroic for you not to seek help, but to stew in your fantasies. It is heroic of you to not talk to people. It is heroic of you to not seek help. It is heroic of you to play video games. It makes me so fucking angry. Everything that Sword Art Online stands for, and everything that it, yeah, everything that has created this. Okay, I'm coming back down. <laughs> I'm coming back down. Oh yeah, so it you is, can see he's a uh, currently a shade of red, somewhere between a, I'd say a uh, beet and a honey apple. Everything else on this list. Everything else on this list was just bad. And, like, if it was the culmination of anything, it was just, you know, like, a bunch of fucking idiot creators copying one another. And for some reason, people watched it. This is far more insidious, I feel. Uh, Isekai as a genre is a far more insidious force than even fucking Emoto is. That's why Sword Art Online... Before I get even angrier, that's why Sword Art Online occupies the number one spot on the worst of the worst of the last decade. It created something terrible that won't go away. Man, the HPV of shows. So now... Oh, and by the way... um. When it comes to my um, Aeromanga Sensei entry earlier, mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave his uh, rant as it is because I feel like it's a it's a little gem. Some of you might say, "Why Aeromanga Sensei over my sister, my writer, a poorly animated version of Aeromanga Sensei?" <laughs> there is a certain Edwardian tier of shit that you can only reach when you try. <laughs> And I think that Aeromanga Sensei got there. Yeah, my sister, my writer is. It, I think the first the first adjective that I'd use to describe it is lazy. 